Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins. It's okay that I didn't figure everything out, that there's still more to figure out. You know, and you make you may leave thinking, okay, I've got this all worked out, but and then you get home and you realize, oh geez, I really don't. That's this week's guest, Amy Weiser. And we'll get to Amy in just a moment. But first, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. This is a podcast about El Camino de Santiago or the Way of St. James. The Camino is a series of pilgrimages. Those who walk the Camino do so as pilgrims. It's a pilgrimage from your front door to wherever you are headed. You might find your destination is your heart. You might find your destination is your intention. Or, like most pilgrims, you're walking to the remains of Christ's Apostle St. James in the magnificent cathedral in the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela, St. James under a field of stars. Casa Susie is open in Trabadello. Susie and Ferramin are friends of mine, and they run an eight-bed albergue between Via Franca del Biezo and O Sobrero. They've been doing it tough these last few years, so if you're thinking of staying somewhere on your next Camino, Casa Susie. It's impossible to imagine walking into Obradorio Square in Santiago or any other aspect of the Camino for me, because we're still in lockdown in Sydney. I'm not going to complain. I have my health, my family as well. We are the lucky ones. And I think it's really important to remember your good fortune at times such as these. I have the pilgrim community to keep me company and to keep me inspired. And I remember resting in the town of Castrajeres on my first Camino. There was a small street just off the main Camino and I walked up a few small steps to a courtyard and took my pack off to rest in the shade. A local man asked if I wanted anything. He was walking to the supermercado just up the lane. I said, no, I'm fine. I have some water and I have some cheese and bread in my bag. And he was sort of beckoning with his finger in a sort of loop, like pointing to something on the ground. And I realized later that I think he was saying cascaron. And he sort of wandered off and came back later with two cans of beer, offered me one and I took it. We broke them open and said salute. <laughs> and he said in very poor English, do you see the shell? And I, I didn't know what he said. So I opened Google Translate and he talked into my phone and it came up as shell. Then again, he pointed to the ground. Then he took out his phone and brought up the map app. And then he showed me the satellite view of where we were standing. And the courtyard was a giant shell. Look it up on Google Maps. You'll see it. It's just up the road from the Albergue San Esteban and not far from the Plaza Mayor. The little surprises we find constantly on the Camino. What a blessing. The blessing in our heart. The blessing of our intention. My friend Monica Wiley sent me a quote this week and I love it. It comes from Anne Patchett's book, State of Wonder. Never be so focused on what you're looking for that you overlook the thing you actually find. (laughs) The little surprises we find on the Camino and in ourselves. Well, what if you arrived home and things didn't quite go to plan? Well, let's go to this week's guest, the American pilgrim, Amy Weiser. She's on the line from Moab, Utah in the United States. Welcome, pilgrim. Thank you, Dan. Thanks for having me. You say in an email to me, regular life doesn't live up to life on the Camino. What did you mean by that? Well, you know, it's uh, you have your experience on the Camino and you you either have expectations about what it what it will do for you, or you, you go blindly and just have no idea what's going to happen. And, and it it is what it is for, for everyone. It's something different for everyone. And then you get home and, um, you you know, life is just a little paler, uh, than it is on the Camino. The colors aren't as great. The food isn't as great, you know, the uh, sights and smells and sounds. And so, you know, you kind of wrestle with, well, well, what do I do with that? And uh, so I've been kind of reflecting on that um, the last month or so. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you say that because that part of the world where you live is barren, it's stark, it's, you're really up against it. You're right in the heart of the elements. You know how to live in that part of the world, right? Life is like in your face. Yeah, it's true. Uh, You know, in the desert, you do 
you do try to notice the living things, you know, they're, they're not as grand and in your face. It's, it's, um, you have to stop and, and really notice things, uh, kind of like on the Camino and, uh, and it has a feeling of, you know, uh, kind of when you, you reach the, um, points along the Camino where you have an open stretch of road, you know, it's, it's a little bit more like that than, than being surrounded by things. Yeah. 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 Do you remember how you found out about the Camino when you first learned about it? I do, you know, um, over the years I, I've worked, uh, part time at, we have a big, huge, uh, outdoor store in America called REI. Oh yeah. And it's kind of like a decathlon, but but even better. And, um, so over the years I've worked at REI part-time and, um, I just remember over the years, people coming in and, and asking questions, you know, what kind of shoes should I buy? I'm, I'm going to be doing this, uh, Camino de Santiago, the Camino Frances. And I'd, I'd always kind of, what are they talking about? And I'd go home and I'd look it up or I'd ask them, you know, where are you going? And, um, and then I would just kind of log it away in my brain. And, so over the years that just kept happening and um and then the last I don't know f- a few years I ended up walking the Camino in 2017 and the few years leading up to that it just happened with increasing frequency uh I would just run into people who had just come back or uh and then I I finally sat down and watched the movie The Way and um and which a lot of us have and yeah. um it just kind of became that point where I thought, you know, I, I really need to do this. And I was at a point, I had moved to Moab for a job and the job was not working out. And so I was to the point where I thought, all right, I just need to give my notice and, and go do this. And, and, uh, so I did, I gave my notice and then got delayed for various reasons, but, uh, ended up doing a leave of absence and, uh, and going, I was going to go in the fall, but I ended up going the following spring. Yeah. Yeah. I want to get to that because that's quite an interesting story that I've never heard before that leave of absence. But just before we get to that, um, you're a town planner. Um, you work in, in that kind of environment. It must yes. be interesting to create spaces and, and environments for communities and, and, and providing places where people can relax and work and, it must be interesting work, sort of creating almost a future for your communities. You know, in the in the uh, the best of days, yes, it is. It is like that. Um, most days, it's uh, it's you're you're answering to a town council or um, you know a, a commission of people, and and you work really hard, and sometimes you present things that that. Uh, they say they wanted, but then it all gets thrown out, you know, thrown out the window. So it can be very frustrating and, and also a very disgruntled people at times. Um, so you, you're giving people some bad news, um, on a, on a regular basis. And it really wore down my, uh, I'm generally a very outgoing person who loves people, but over the years, it really wore that down and I was really feeling that. And, uh, so that was one, one really good thing about going on the Camino was, was really learning to, um, to want to be around people and love people again and really value people. Yeah. It's one of those things about the Camino, isn't it? Um, you you can't really avoid as as much as you might try, you can't avoid other people. It's like, you you know, you, you know what I mean? Like you can, you can be very insular, but guarantees right. somebody will still come up to you and want to talk yeah. to you and want to be accompany you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, and and find out what you're about. You know, yeah. who are you? Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> what did you make of that? Did you feel imposed upon, or did you feel welcomed? No, and uh, I felt very welcomed. I was I was really ready for it. Um, you know, I knew I needed to spend some time with myself and. And, uh, one of my friends knowing I was having this phone conversation with you said, well, didn't you leave, you know, like with some set things you wanted to figure out, like, didn't you have that all figured out before you left? And I said, well, no, I I really just felt I had to go, uh, you know, and 
you know, you kind of have something idea of some things you want to work out. Like I knew I wanted to try to think of what kind of career could I do instead, you know, and, um, things like that. But you just, uh, you just have to be open to, uh, whatever comes along, I think. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the beauty of it. If you, if you're able to do that, I think that it's, um, it makes it even better. And I think in some respects, Amy, you are the best version of yourself on the Camino. And so when you come home then and get back into the grind of life, it's difficult. It's difficult to try and find that same rhythm that you found on the Camino, isn't it? It is, you know, and uh, when I came home, I remember uh, I remember when I left, I, I went solo, I went by myself, and I remember when I left, I was 48 when I, when I went, and I remember my family and friends just really being concerned and really being worried and, and wondering why I was leaving my career and going and doing this and just, you know, oh my gosh, you know, what is she doing? And so... <laughs> When I came back, um, they were proud of me and happy, you know, and could see that I enjoyed my time. And But it was sort of the attitude was sort of, okay, now you need to get back to being responsible and conforming to society's norms and get back to real life. And, you know, what I sort of was confronted with, with was, well, but what if you can't? You know, <laughs> what, what, if, what if I can't go back to what society wants me to, to do here in America. And, uh, so that's, that's been my struggle is, is trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to make that work. You said to me in, in an email, um, there are lots of people that you've heard on this podcast, um, that something broke loose for them on the Camino and, Mm -hmm. and allowed them to move forward. Yes. So did you get that sense of when you, were on the Camino and when you arrived home that you, that something had broken loose for you? Well, yeah, you know, uh, when I left, I remember posting on Facebook, like in the airport, the day I left, you know, I posted that quote from Bilbo Baggins about it's a dangerous business going out your door. Uh, you step on the road and if you don't keep your feet, you know, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Right. And so you, you go on the Camino with that, with that blind faith. And, um, uh, and for me, um, being on the Camino, yes, I certainly found some things out about myself and worked through some things. Um, and I thought, okay, cool. Like I figured those things out. All is going to be good now. But, but what I've come to realize is, um, and just through thinking about our, our conversation and, and really, uh, kind of going inwards on myself while Mm -hmm. I was getting ready for this was, um, you know, it's okay that I didn't figure everything out, that there's still more to figure out. Um, you know, and you make, you may leave thinking, okay, I've got this all worked out, but, and then you get home and you realize, oh, geez, I really don't like, (laughs) I'm glad I, I'm glad I figured out, like I figured out the Camino made me more patient and more loving and accepting and, and open to whatever comes and more likely to say yes to things. Um, and a big part of it for me was it restored my, my faith in God. And Hmm. so it served all those purposes, but it didn't, didn't do the thing I went there for, which, you know, one of the things I actually thought about was what am I going to do with the rest of my life? Right. So it it didn't answer that question. And so I, I think when I got home, I thought, well, darn it, you know, <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have that all figured out. So I, I've still been trying to figure that out. Maybe there's no answer yeah. to that. Well, you know, and there, there may not be. And, and interestingly, um, my, my horoscope this week really spoke to our talk this evening. And uh, this poet, Anna Kamienska, she wrote, I've learned to value failed conversations, missed connections, and confusions. What remains is what's unsaid and what's underneath, and understanding on another level of being. So I didn't work everything out. I still don't understand everything. And just like your quote uh, that you let, let off with, sometimes you have to find those small treasures in what I'd assumed were wastelands. You know, um, you think, you think, gosh, you know, like I thought I had it, I thought I would work it all out, but I didn't. And so you get kind of down and think, well, geez. And so (laughs) 
but uh, upon reflection, you know, I, I did learn those things and I'm still trying to implement those on, in my daily life. Yeah. Um, yeah. As we all do, I think. Yeah, that's right. You know, one of the joys and one of the treasures you unearthed um, was a renewed relationship with God, wasn't it? Yes. And, uh, and that was really important. I, I, I had lost my faith for a while and, and the mayor of Moab, uh, was also the pastor of the Episcopal church here. And he still is. And he got me to go to church before I left on Camino. And, um, and I ended up walking with a wooden walking stick that was his, um, the whole way. And so, yeah, it was, it was, a big part of it for me was, you know, rediscovering that again, which is fabulous. So yeah. that's something that's still with me. And I don't think I would have found it if I hadn't gone. Tell us about that realization on the Camino. Was it gradual or was it an epiphany? Tell us about realizing um, that you wanted a renewed relationship with God. Yeah, I think it was somewhat gradual. Um you know, I didn't go there saying, I'm going to renew my faith in God. You know, it wasn't, this is what's going to happen. It was just, um, I knew it was an ancient pilgrimage. I knew there was, um, I, uh, I'd read The Pilgrimage uh, by Paolo Coelho, which I love. Yeah. Um, and so it just started to have a lot of those elements for me. And, um, you know, I would stop in churches um, and spend a little bit of time and, um I was also listening a lot to, I don't know if you've heard this, Dan, but there's a, there was a pilgrim who recorded some music along the way. His name is Oliver Schroer. Yeah. And he, yeah, have you listened to yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, I love it so much, the violin. And, yeah, and the yeah, al- yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, wow. the album is, the Camino is the yeah. album. And, you know, everybody should listen to it if they haven't. But I was listening to that every night when I would go to sleep. And, um, you know, sometimes you can't sleep, so you throw your headphones on and, um, and and I think that really helped lead me there too. He, uh, you know, was trying to record in churches when he could, and and you know, something I worked through some things on the Camino, like we all did, and you know, forgave people, and you know, those kinds of things, and and it just you know, just just came. I don't think there was a set day that it happened. Yeah, it's interesting what you say there about forgiving people. That's a big part of of. That letting loose that you talked about as well, isn't it? The oh yeah, 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 something breaking loose, yeah, breaking loose, and I think you know, uh, also breaking loose, and you know, for me, it was a having a hard time uh, really valuing people and loving people because of my profession, and um, but also along with that is loving yourself as well, and so I think that that was you know a big part of it for me too. Yeah. I think I think that when we go through, I know that you'd been through a relationship breakdown uh, a couple of years before you went on the Camino in 2017. And when you go through something like that, then you start to doubt yourself and, and ask yourself questions that perhaps you don't know the answers to. And they mm-hmm. may have been things that you contemplated too, would they? Oh, sure. You know, you really start to think, maybe it was all me. Maybe it was, <laughs> maybe there, there really is something off with me, um, you know, uh, through failed relationships. But uh, I, I think, um, you know, realizing that everyone you meet on Camino and in daily life, everyone has a past and has a story and has reasons for why they act the way they do, Um I listened to your podcast from last week, you know, the gentleman that said he, he really, uh, wasn't used to talking to people. And so, um, you know, there's, everybody has, has their things. And I think it's, you know, on the Camino, I think that's one thing that, um, is really unique and that's hard to, to replicate in real life is this unconditional acceptance that you get on the way. And you're welcomed with all your flaws and your mistakes, um, I, I likened it to um, the land of misfit toys uh, from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. As a kid, we would watch that yeah. Christmas movie. And basically they were telling us kids that if you were flawed in any way, you went, you were sent off to this island 
to live with all the other flawed people. <laughs> so uh, you're almost banished, you know, for your imperfections. And so there's a lot of pressure, I think, to to um, welcome your own flaws and welcome the flaws in others. Wow. And I think that that's, that's one thing that's so great about the Camino, that when you get home, um, I think that that's harder to find. And so I think it's, I try to, you know, remember that when I'm dealing with other people, you know, they, they're, they're dealing with their own flaws and, um, trying to, uh, accept them for who they are and, and get to the heart of things, you know? Wow. Great answer. That's awesome. I really love that. (laughs) You know, um, even getting to the Camino was, was a a journey in itself for you because you, (laughs) you, you actually quit your job and then yeah. everybody at work said, no, don't go, don't go, no. <laughs> and they begged you right. to stay and, and you actually did stay. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah. And and I suppose in your role there, uh, you had trouble with one of your superiors. And the question I had written beside that note was, what's it like to be respected but not respected? Oh, well, that's such a good question, Dan. <laughs> I think a lot of us deal with that. And I don't know if that's, it could be more of a female thing. I, I, uh, right. you know, I think it's hard for females to be in, in power positions. Um, I think it is still a barrier there. I, I think it's coming down, but you know, when you're in a management supervisor position and, um, you know, you're, you're put in that role, but you still have supervisors above you. Um, it's interesting. Uh, it was, I'd never been in the position I was in at that time in, in that situation, uh, where I had a supervisor that really, um, made life difficult. And so, but the community recognized that and the community recognized that they still had respect for me and that I was still doing a really great job. And that was, it was huge. That was really important. Um, and that, that's one reason I agreed to stay was I thought, okay, I'll, I'll help, I'll help get everybody through this mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and when the new, my new supervisor came on board, I said, look, I was going to go on the Camino, but I stayed. And I said, I'm still going to go on Camino and as soon as I can. <laughs> so, uh, so that's where the, my hunting through the uh, policies and procedures manuals came in. <laughs> that's right. And that's the next thing here that I've written. You got leave of absence for religious purposes. I did. Um, there was a section in our policies and procedures manual that called for a leave of absence. And, you know, it brings up an interesting thing for those of us in America. And it's, it's, I think a lot of us in America are wrestling with this now because of COVID and all the layoffs that we had. I was laid off during COVID and I've, I've still been struggling to get back on my feet and, you know, reevaluating what's important. And here in America, you're lucky if you get two weeks vacation. It's extremely difficult to do something like the Camino. And so, um, when I saw that leave of absence in there, yeah. uh, I, I was reading through the reasons why. And, and one of the, the only one that, that fit was for religious purposes. And I thought, well, perfect. Uh, I'm going on a pilgrimage to, to hopefully find myself and find my faith and, and fabulous, you know? And yeah. so yeah. I, I, I proposed it to the powers that be and they, they said no one had ever taken advantage of that clause in the policies and procedures manual. And they were a little miffed about what to do. And so I said, well, I need 60 days and, and I'll come back. And so what we agreed upon was that I would have a job when I came back, but we didn't know what what the job would be. Mm. Um, and and I was fine with that. (laughs) And so uh, and then it got a little messy because they wanted me to pay for my health insurance premium while I was gone, which I had not budgeted for. And so I, I eventually, we worked out that I could pay it back when I got back uh, out of my paychecks. So I, uh, that's what I did. So it got a, it, it was a hurdle. You know, I, yeah. I moved out of my place. I lived on a trailer on a friend's property. I, you know, it, it was a, 
three, four months long process to be able to go um, and save the money and stuff. But I, I was very lucky and very thankful, uh, very blessed to have uh, got the city to agree to let me do that leave of absence. It worked out really well. <laughs> so. so that's great. You, you're three months living on a trailer on your friend's property. You're saving frantically. <laughs> right. So tell us then about your research. Did you know where you were going to start and finish? Did you have it all planned out? Were you a spreadsheet pilgrim, as I sometimes say? And and, more, <laughs> and and then tell us about your actual Camino. Where did you start and finish and how long did it take you and everything? Yeah. Um, I am not a spreadsheet Camino person. Um, you know, I knew that I wanted to do the traditional Camino Frances and start in St. John and finish in Santiago. So I knew that. And so uh, I got on uh, uh, Camino Ivar, uh, Ivar's forum, and uh, just kind of looked around there a little bit. Okay, I could fly to Paris. I could take a train, you know, get to St. John. Okay, cool. And, yeah. um, and that was, that was, so I had a round trip ticket, uh, Paris, uh, flying into Paris and out of Paris. So I, I knew I didn't want to be in a hurry. Um, I knew I probably wouldn't get 60 days off again ever. <laughs> and so yeah. I, um, so I, I wanted to make sure I had enough time on Camino and a little bit of time afterwards to get back to, you know, where I had to fly out of. And so, um, yeah, I flew into Paris, took the train. I, I stayed at, uh, Bailari in, uh, in, uh, St. John, wonderful guy, Joseph, who owns it. And I, I stayed there two nights because I wanted to kind of acclimate and see St. John. I didn't want to just roll in and leave. I figured I'd probably make it, never make it back again. <laughs> and so um, enjoyed my day there and then and then took off. So um, I did it in 42 days mm-hmm. um, to St. John and had a few rest days and had a few forced rest days. I got, my blisters got really bad. They got really badly infected and I actually went to hospital one day and said, what do I do? And so, (laughs) so anyway, uh, but everything worked out great. And, uh, and I, I ended up walking with, uh, I think you've interviewed almost everybody. I ended up uh, walking with the last hundred kilometers, uh, Mick McQueen and Gordon Dempsey. Yeah. I walked with Mick and Gordon and Jose Piner. I think you've talked to Jose and, um, yeah. So great group of people. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Just, just, Backpedal a little bit. The blisters. Why did you get blisters, do you think? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think I, I had way too heavy of a pack. So anybody who's thinking of going, buy the smallest pack you could envision in your mind and because you will fill it. Whatever size your pack is, you're going to fill it. And I had too big of a pack. And, and I kept leaving stuff behind. And, uh, you know, free box, just kept leaving stuff all along the way. I, <laughs> I th- flew some stuff home. I ended up buying a smaller backpack. You know, I switched my shoes out. Um, and I was carrying my pack the whole way. I wasn't doing the transport thing. Yeah. And um, so anyway, eventually I worked it out. <laughs> it took a little while, but eventually I worked it out. But next time I go, I'm going to have a much smaller backpack. Let's let's put it that way. And even though you'd worked yeah. at REI, you'd have known a thing or two about backpacks and and long distance right? hiking, right? But yes, yeah. do, do you know how heavy it was? You know, no, I don't. I just know it was too heavy. <laughs> so, yeah. so you know, if if it feels too heavy, it is. You know, if you're thinking, hmm, is is there probably too much in here? Then the answer is yes. You know, it, uh, so that that's my big advice. But yeah, that was the main reason I think for my blisters was the weight and. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up getting some cushier shoes, and that and that helped too. So. so you changed your shoes mid Camino. I did. I, I changed them in. Uh, I think it was Carrion de los Condes. Right. Is that where the is that where the chickens are? Uh, Santo Domingo is where the chickens are. Santo Domingo. Sorry, yeah, Santo yeah. Domingo is where I changed <laughs> the my chickens shoes. Chickens are. <laughs> that's where I changed my shoes. Yeah. And it was, it was a good change. Yeah. I actually had to walk in. Uh, I bought new shoes and I bought like some sandals. I had to walk in sandals for about four or five days for my blisters to heal. So, uh, but that, it worked out fine. <laughs> did, did you stay in albergues all the time? Yes, I did. I treated myself 
we treated ourselves and where were we? Uh, this group I was walking with, we got a, um, Airbnb in Lyon and took a night and did laundry and, you know, had, had our own rooms. We did that one night. And, um, when I finished in Santiago, I got a hotel room, but other than that, um, yes. Tell us about yeah, and the alber- albergues were fabulous. They were all yeah. just wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the alberga life. I really do. Me, me too. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as uh, underneath the monastery in Samos is one of my favorite places in the world. Oh, I didn't get to stay there. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty it's pretty uh, pretty basic, but it's just such a beautiful place. I've stayed there a couple of times. Um, nice. So. When you are walking, are you booking ahead or, or do you know where you're going to stay or are you someone like me who just sort of went with the flow? Uh, you know, when I walked in 2017, I did walk in May and June. And so um, most of the time, you know, you could you could have your guidebook and say, okay, I think I'm going to walk to this town today and see how many albergues are in that town. Um, if there was only a few, sometimes I would call, um, call ahead and just, you know, say, Hey, I'm coming. But if there was, you know, five, six, seven albergues, no, I, I would just, you know, roll in and stop till I found one that had a room. So, um, it, it wasn't really a problem until we got, you know, to Saria and then, then it was a little more difficult. Yeah, it gets quite. So. Yeah, it gets quite busy those last hundred k's. Of course, what did you enjoy? Yeah. What did you enjoy most about the Camino? You know, I you know kind of like what we were talking about before. I think uh, you know just just uh, that unconditional acceptance of of meeting people and and just finding out who they are, and you never quite knew you know, what was going to come out of those conversations. Mm. Uh, just like, just like in, in a real life conversation with people where you really have time, I think it's, um, uh, you know, the, the not knowing of, of where that conversation was going to go. You know, sometimes you'd be walking and you'd see somebody sitting on the side of the road and, you know, we all stop and say, is everything okay? Do you need anything? And, um, you know, sometimes someone would just be crying and and you would you know do you need anything and they'd say no and you would say well do you need a hug and sometimes they'd say yes <laughs> and then you'd hug them and you'd just move on you know and yeah. and uh so it just kind of you know and imagine if real life were that way you know um you know when you think about you know real life society here you know how often do you stop and ask somebody how they're doing you know so yeah. i think it's a really good mo- it's a good model for how we should live our lives on a daily basis. And, um, but it, it's difficult to do that. It's difficult to do that when you're back. And, you know, some people say, you know, that the Camino actually starts when you get home, you know, how, how does the Camino follow you into life when you get home? I think that's, that's the real challenge. That is the challenge. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I want to get to that in just a sec, but there was one other question about the Camino itself. So that's what you found most enjoyable. What did you find most challenging? I, I, I think, you know, at the time that I was walking, I, for a long time, I just kept saying, you know, I'm probably not going to do this again. You know, I want to enjoy it. And there's so many other things I wanted to go see and go do before, before I leave this earth. And so I thought, you know, this is, this is going to be it. And maybe a lot of people experience this, but, um, you know, now I'm, I want to go back. And so, you know, you think about places you wish you'd stayed longer or, um, you know, those, those missed, missed connections, missed conversations, you know, those kinds of things, um, or maybe being in too much of a hurry sometimes, you know, um, I think I would walk slower. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I, yeah. I think I would just walk slower and, uh, and hopefully ha- have the time to do so. Yeah. Great answer. Walk slower. Yeah. And really, yeah. really relish every every footstep. It's just such a magic journey. And yes. here you are, you've 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 done this wonderful walk. You've discovered parts of your own psyche that you hadn't really brushed upon. You you've 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 had a rekindling of your relationship with God. You've met these wonderful people. And then you come home and you're thinking to yourself, well, I've, I've got this new perspective. 
oh, I'm going to right. I'm going to relish it and make the most of my life, but hasn't necessarily worked out that way, has it? No. And uh, you know, and you think, okay, like what am I doing wrong? Am I am am I not keeping this in the forefront of my mind every day and, and perhaps not, but also, you know, life happens. Um, I've had a lot of physical issues since I came back. I've had a couple surgeries. I've hurt my left ankle twice, um, really badly. And so I'm still recovering from the second one. And, you know, so physical things happen, mental things happen. You know, um, I, I, I ended up, uh, starting a program to become a deacon, uh, with the Episcopal church, I thought, okay, like this is what I'm going to do. And, and I started going to therapy during that time and working through some things and decided, you know, I'm not ready to spiritually lead other people. I'm, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so, um, you know, and an interesting thing that came out was, uh, you know, my mom has narcolepsy. I don't know if you know what the narcolepsy is. It's, you know, people that uh, have a disease where they fall asleep. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so she has narcolepsy. And what, so one of the things that came out uh, going to therapy was um, they actually had some little form of PTSD probably because as a child, my mom would drive us places and um, would fall asleep when she was driving. And uh, so I would always want to sit in the front seat so I could make sure she stayed awake. Um, and you know, she'd be driving carpools or, you know, driving us around and, and, um, and I was always watching her, always watching her making sure, you know, she was okay. And whoever else was in the car was okay. And, and, uh, and my brothers and I would, you know, be in the grocery store and, um, my mom would, would, uh, have an episode and we would, you know, sometimes catch her and the, the, the people in the grocery store would think she was having a seizure or she was having a stroke. And we would say, no, no, she, you know, she's going to be fine. She just needs a few minutes, you know? And, um, so it, it came out that I really had this sense of needing to be in control, uh, really needing to, um, be in control and, and control my environment and control everybody around me. And so, so I, I'm, I'm learning to let go of that. And that's been a, a big process, but I, uh, again, I don't think that that would have really come out if I hadn't, you know, gone on the Camino and kind of did crack some things open, maybe not all the things I need to crack open or the ones I thought. Right. But, um, but yeah, it's definitely still a, a, a process. And, um, yeah, I think that, I think that I'm still on my Camino is kind of what I decided. Mm, yeah. You know, if, if the Camino begins when you get home or if, if you should try to emulate the Camino wherever you are, uh, then you're still on your Camino. You're always on Camino and you should try to live your life as if you're walking that path every day stopping and seeing, is everybody okay? You know, um, do you need anything, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is your perspective and and your own, and I'm saying this to you, Amy, you know, you, you said that you need to be in control and you need to sort of be in charge of things and make sure that things are okay. And all, mm-hmm. and life's not like that. It's not. And uh, I certainly do try to control it. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I wonder, you know, that horoscope I read earlier made me think, I wonder what I've missed by controlling yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. When you're on the Camino, you don't get to control too much. You don't, ho- hopefully you don't, you know, hopefully you're, you're walking along and you don't know who you're going to run into or who's going to start talking to you. You don't know where you're going to stop, uh, who you're going to meet when you stop, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> uh, you don't know where you're going to stay, you know? And so, uh, and the guys, uh, Mick and Gordon and John, who I walked with would tease me because I would get really nervous as we started to roll closer to the town we were going to say, and where are we going to stay? You know, I would start to get, get kind of antsy and tense, you know, like let's, let's figure out where we're going to stay and then I can relax. (laughs) 
So, so I think that comes from that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's really interesting. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think you've done some, you've done some research, you know, <laughs> you, you haven't you? You've done some deep diving. Um, you, you wrote to me to say, um, I have a much more open and loving attitude towards people in general and I keep moving forward. And I, yes. wrote, I wrote um, next to that, um, what a joy. Yes, it it is. And I, I, you know, there, you have, we all have bad days where we don't maybe act that way like we wanted mm. to. Um, but, you know, generally speaking, yes, I, I, I try to remember, um, you know, we're all on our own Camino. We're all walking the way wherever, where we are, wherever we are. And, yeah. um, it's difficult. Sometimes you have good days and bad days and Sometimes you have blisters take you out and sometimes you don't. And um, so trying to remember to be patient with people and, and, and loving. And, you know, when I, when I left, the, the day before I left, I, I had a little prayer with, um, with uh, the pastor at my Episcopal church. And he said, now, you remember all you need, right? What is the only thing that you need? And I stood there just kind of dumbfounded. And, he's, and he just said, love. Love is all you need <laughs> from the Beatles. That's all you need. Just remember that, you know, and, yeah. and he's right. And it's, it's true in everyday life for sure. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And, yeah. and love for, for you. Love for yourself and for others. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, sometimes love for others is easier. Yeah. Than, than love for yourself. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. One last note in the email that she sent me in the notes that I made it says, Ultrea, but my life's been somewhat stagnant since returning. And I had written there, I don't think it has. Yeah. And, you know, just getting ready for our, our, our nice talk, I, I, I realized I kind of was going through all these things and I realized, okay, well, it hasn't been totally stagnant. You know, it's, I've made a lot of progress on things that, that, you know, someone looking at me on the surface, it may not look like progress. You know, my, my family is still wondering when are you going to get back to real life? Um, and for me, you know, the, with COVID and, and everything, it's, it's actually given me a chance to, to work on some of these things more. Uh, now that I think about it, just, you know, that, because on Camino, the one thing you get is, you know, time with yourself that you don't get in uh, normal society, you know, you don't usually yeah. get to walk for days and think it's just not a thing. And so, um, I, I think that, yeah, I have made more progress than I, than I initially thought when we first started talking, yeah. uh, you know, I, I do, I do think, I hope I'm not alone in thinking that way that gosh, you know, I, and that was one of our things we were talking about was, am I the only one that feels this way? I mean, you know, you run into people, oh, my life's just fabulous, you know, and life's just moving ahead. And there must be other people like me that, you know, you get back and you, you so enjoyed the experience and, and now you're, you're back home and you're trying to figure out, well, what do I do with that? What do I do now? And, um, how, how can I keep that going? And I think that's one of the ultimate lessons, Yeah. um, you know, from the Camino is to keep that, that, spirit that ultrea keep that keep that going and i can't help thinking that in a sense this and i'll use your your sentence here that you when you wrote to me you said more questioning and searching and trying to understand life for wayward pilgrims yeah i i think that's i I think that's a gift i think that's just wonderful it's true uh You know, at times it doesn't feel like a gift. At times it, it feels like, why am I still wandering around trying to figure this out? Uh, you know, and other times, yeah, it, 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 it's a good thing to constantly question and constantly wonder about things. Um, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it, it, sometimes it's exhausting. But, <laughs> but, you know, and I, I thought about, okay, well, you know, if I'm still on my Camino, I thought about this. I thought, well, if it's, if my Camino started when I got home, I got home about four years ago. So I thought, well, I'm on like day five of the Camino then if we go years equal days. (laughs) So I'm only on day five. So I've got plenty of time, you know, got plenty of time to figure it out. And I think that, 
I think that's hard. You know, I don't, I'm only in like Puente Lorena right now. You know, I just left Pamplona. I don't, you know, what's the rush? And so I, I think, you know, it's, it's hard in our society to, to remember that uh, everything doesn't happen when you want it to. And it, and it, everything doesn't have to be a race. You know, it'll come in its own time. It's just frustrating. <laughs> what would you say to somebody who's listening and thinking of walking? Oh, just go. <laughs> you know, I think that the one thing I found was that if, if, if you even start thinking about it, and you've probably found this, Dan, and talking to lots of other people too, the minute it enters your mind that, oh, maybe I, maybe I could do that. I, I'd kind of like to do that. Or that sounds really awesome. You can't get it out of your head. <laughs> and so and the people that never think, oh, that sounds cool, just are never going to go. And so I think the minute you start thinking about it, you should just know that you are eventually going to go. And um, it'll come at the right time. You know, I know a lot of people wanted to walk in, in 2020 or 2021. And, you know, we all just have to wait. And uh, But it'll come again. I, I think we just have to have faith that uh, if you're gonna, if you're meant to walk again, you will. And if you've never walked and you're starting to think about it, you're going to go. <laughs> It'll happen. Yeah, it will happen. It's mm-hmm. it's just putting one step in front of the other, one foot rather in front of the other, and, and just it is. starting that journey, isn't it? Yeah. And I, you know, I, I found a new quote today, and I hate to get all, you know, like geeky and Lord of the Rings, because they happen to be both be from Lord of the Rings, but so the one about it's a dangerous business going out your door, right? That was how I started my Camino. But I found this one today and I've only seen bits of it, but this was the whole thing. And I think it really applies. It says the road goes ever on and on down from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road has gone and I must follow if I can pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way where many paths and errands meet and whether then I cannot say. <laughs> wow. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, wow. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I know. I know. I'd never read the whole thing. I think I'd only seen parts of it, but you know, um, far ahead, the road has gone and I must follow if I can pursuing it with eager feet until it joins some larger way. So that's kind of how I feel now. You know, I, I wish I had things figured out, but I feel like the road is still going on and, uh, you know, it'll take me on some larger way. And hopefully I get to go on Camino again and hopefully that'll happen soon. I'm sure it will. Oh, Amy, <laughs> it's been absolutely delightful talking to you. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. It's been a rekindling for me too, because often when I have these discussions, I think to myself, yeah, that's right. It is. Every day is part of your journey, part of your pilgrimage. And I guess when we look at it in the big scheme of things, then we are always headed somewhere. Yes. And and we don't always know where. <laughs> yeah. And And for those of us that want to control everything, it's really hard to not know where. And that's where, you know, faith comes in. Um, for me, faith in God, for other people, you know, faith in, in some greater spiritual side of things or just faith in themselves. But, um, I, I think that, yes, it, it, um, it, it is a daily practice almost. And, and I love your podcast for that. You know, when I'm having a bad week, I go and I listen to one of your podcasts and I go, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, the oh, Camino is nice. so awesome and it does these great things and, and yeah. it's going to, I'm going to go back there and it's all going to be great. And I actually, I thought about today, I can almost get my COVID booster shot and, um, I've had both two vaccines and in, in uh, six months, you're supposed to have a booster. Right. And I thought what I need is a Camino booster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. We all need Camino boosters. And I thought, is that why I haven't, you know, like a lot of us struggling with, you know, well, my life just hasn't turned out as great as I thought it would after the Camino. And is, is that because I just, I'm supposed to go back? You know, you think, did I leave something there? Did I, 
did I not unturn something I was mm. supposed to? Yeah. Um, you know, and no, it's a daily thing. I think daily you have to work on it. But I do think those of us that go back more than once, we need a booster. That's what I've decided. That's great. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I've thoroughly enjoyed it, and I, and I wish you all the very best. Um, as I said to you before we started the recording, um, I'm heading to America in mid-2022, and I look forward to coming yes. down to, to Utah, to your neck of the woods. It sounds amazing in the desert. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. We can go on some great walks together. And Fantastic. Uh, yes, that will be terrific. And I, I, hope, I hope Australia can end their quarantine soon and yeah. let people let people in and let people out. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's been rough for everybody. And I, I, I hope that, uh, I've been trying to get to Australia for a couple of years to, to see Mick and it just hasn't happened. So one of these days, yeah, one of these happen. days it will happen. And it's just, yeah. if we trust in, in the Lord, trust in life, trust in the journey mm -hmm. and, as they say, stay the course. Yes. We'll get yes. there. Thanks, Amy. Lovely to talk to you. Good luck as your journey continues. And in the meantime, buen camino. Buen camino. My guest this week, the American pilgrim Amy Weiser. And I love this week's quote. It came from my friend Monica Wiley, all the way from San Diego. Hey, Monica. Hey, Bob. I love it. It comes from Anne Patchett's book, State of Wonder. Never be so focused on what you're looking for that you overlook the thing you actually find. Those little surprises we find on the Camino and in ourselves. Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins, Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way, somewhere